Welcome to the Inspiration Station. I'm your host and friend, Corey Baker, a.k.a. Chill Harris. Uh, this week, we're on week number two of The Artist's Way. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, please go check that out as a lot of things we'll be talking about this week and every week forward. Um, kind of start with that episode because that was the beginning of the book. And also, if you guys haven't picked up the book yet, I do recommend it if you're going to follow along with this as there's a lot of things you'll want to go back to. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of like checklists and things to do each week. And a lot of, you know, I, I like having the book because you can actually write in it. You can mark pages off to go back to. Um, and this is just such a great resource. If you're, if you're, if you want to like learn how to be creative as opposed to just like learning the technical parts of whatever, whatever like creative thing that you do, um, which has been the basis of this podcast since its inception is like the idea of learning how to be creative as opposed to just learning the technical stuff. Cause I feel like there's tons of resources for the technical stuff, you know, whether it's like making music or, you know, drawing, painting, there's tons of stuff on, you know, what gear to get and how to use the gear, but there's not there's not that many resources on like actually learning how to be a creative person and learning how to like unlock that. So, um, like I said in the last episode, at the end of uh, each week, there's a little like checklist that you do before you start the next chapter. So I'm going to go through that real quick. There's just three little ones right here. Uh, number one, how many days this week did you do your morning pages? Um, I did. It was six days for me. I missed last Wednesday. I got up, made coffee, started exercising, then like the whole rest of the day just kind of, you know, went past and I forgot. But other than that, I've been staying on it and uh, really, really enjoying it. And again, the morning pages are the really the foundation of this book. And it's something you really do have to do if you're going to be serious about this. It's, it's the most important thing. So stick with it. And, um, Number three on, on this little list kind of talks about what I want to talk about in a second um, in accordance to the morning pages, but we'll get to that. So number two, um, did you do your artist date this week? So each week we're supposed to be doing a kind of an artist date uh, for yourself where you take yourself out, go buy yourself something, you you know, some toy or something like that, um, or just go and do something that you don't normally do that uh, you really enjoy. And for me, um, I was able to go skateboarding like three or four times this past week, which is one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. And it's been great because the weather is finally turning around here in Colorado. So that's what I got to do and really, really enjoyed it. And number three, as I was saying, uh, were there any issues this week that you consider significant for your recovery? Um, for me, not really, but the morning pages is something that I think does take a little time for you to get into the habit of doing. And I feel like after doing it for a week now, I'm pretty, pretty on point with being excited about doing it in the morning. Like when I wake up, I look forward to doing that because it's a really good way to start your day. It's a good way to get your thoughts out on paper so they're not cluttering cluttering your head um, for the rest of the day. And I found anytime there's something that kind of gets me depressed or, you know, any issues I've had this past week where I've just been feeling down on myself, just writing these things down um, kind of gives you a different perspective to reflect and analyze these thoughts. And I think that that is the best thing about these morning pages is it allows you to take your thoughts out of your head, put them on paper, 
look at them from a different perspective and then you're the judge on whether this stuff needs to still be in your head or not because there's a lot of things that we just cram into our head or that other people have downloaded onto us that we you know think are necessities for our daily life but a lot of times there's there's a lot of negative things that we all carry with us a lot of self-doubt um, that we carry which talking about self-doubt that's all this this chapter this week that's what all this is about so first little bit of this chapter um, she talks about going sane which she's kind of breaking down just the idea that a lot of us um, just like the behavior of being creative is probably new to a lot of us and that can kind of be a kind of be a wobbly ladder to stand on you know because you're you know you're kind of getting your legs again you're you're learning how to walk, you're learning how to be an artist, you're learning how to be um, creative, you know, maybe for the first time, which I truly believe that everyone is creative. There's no, there's no way you were born without being creative because we're human beings. That's look at the world around us. Look at everything that you can see right now, whether it's in your room, in your car. Okay. Somebody, some human being has invented, manufactured, made, probably whatever you're looking at. I'm looking at my studio right now with, if we weren't creative people, there would be no guitar, there'd be no um, lamp, there'd be no water bottle here, there would be none of that. So we're all very, very creative. Um, It's just a matter of unlocking it and as well as having faith in yourself. And that's, that's really what this week's about. So uh, first little bit of this chapter, we're just talking about um, kind of these common self-attacks that we all put onto ourselves. Like, uh, here's a couple examples. Um, okay, so I did okay this week, but it's just a temporary thing. Okay, so I got the morning pages done. I probably did them wrong. Okay, so now I need to plan something big and do it right away. Who am I kidding? I'll never recover. Not right away. Not ever. Uh, these attacks are groundless, but very uh, convincing to ourselves. Buying into them enables us to be stuck and victimized. I couldn't have said it better myself, even though I did just say that. I'm reading from the book. Um, A lot of us convince ourselves that we're not creative or we're not good enough. And I am so guilty of this. And I hate it. It's the, the thing that I hate the most about being a creative person and making my living off of being creative is... Uh, You know, sometimes I get in these moods where I just, I hate myself. I hate everything I've ever done, everything I'm doing. And I second guess myself. And I think we all do that a lot. It's very hard to, um, to stay confident and stay, um, to stay confident in yourself and in your work all the time. I think that's nearly impossible, but I think it's also um, a good thing because when you have those moments of like, when you're, when you're not feeling good, it does kind of bring a different perspective to what you're doing. And sometimes you do need to change what you're doing or how you're doing it um, to become better and to kind of level up, you know, to be, to be better. So that's what this chapter is all about. So let's move on a little bit. Um, so she starts talking about um, dealing, or not dealing, but um, encountering blocked creatives, which may be your family, maybe your friends, maybe a spouse. Um, there's lots of people that are blocked creatively or creatively, maybe don't know it, but kind of just antagonize other people or stir things up, uh, 
tell people they suck. Um, you see a lot of this uh, on the internet, uh, whether it be social media. Um, a good example, I would think, is like YouTube comments uh, where people are just shitting on somebody else's, you know, creative endeavors. And, you know, the thing about being a blocked creative and being one of those people that's super critical on other people's work um, is that it's much easier to do that than to actually be the person creating the content or be the painter, be the writer, be the musician. It's a lot easier to kind of sit back in your comfy chair and just be like, this sucks, or you're a piece of shit. Uh, we've all seen that. We've all read that. I'm sure uh, we've that's happened to us personally. I know it's happened to me, and it it can be very, very toxic. It can be toxic, especially if you start to believe those things or if you really, uh, you know, make those ideas and those judgments, those comments concrete in your head. And again, going back to the morning pages, this is why the morning pages are so great because it gives you a chance to write out um, all those things that are bothering you, all those things that you think are true when you think about them, but uh, you know, when you write them down, it kind of gives you a different perspective, allows you to kind of analyze things from a different, uh, a different view. So uh, one, thing's, one thing that she points out in this is that uh, blocked friends, like creatively blocked friends, uh, may find your recovery disturbing. And I think that's probably a pretty common thing because, again, like I said, it's a lot easier just to sit back and to shit on everybody else as opposed to like trying to make a change. I think that's especially in our society. I think now, now in our society, um, since mindfulness and meditation, you know, just in the last, I would say last year or two has really picked up some, some steam, picked up some momentum in terms of like people actually understanding like, Oh, Hey, maybe instead of like focusing on all this stuff, we need to kind of focus on our mind and, you know, keep that in check. Mental health is such a big thing when it comes to, um, to living a good life and to also be happy because that's how you're perceiving everything, you know, it's through your mind, your mind's making all these judgments and calculations all the time. So if you don't take care of your brain, you're probably not going to feel good about yourself. So keep that in mind. If you guys are going through this right now, and if you have some, you know, negative friends or family members around you as you're doing this, um, just stay strong, know that they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Um, and that's what she kind of says here is like, you know, a lot of the people that are blocked, um, creatively, um, they don't really know that they don't, because they don't, they don't, they don't, they've never been either. They have been creative before it didn't work out. And then they just, you know, fell down the hill and it just got worse and worse to where they're just, you know, very, very pessimistic. Um, you're going to have that. You're going to have people like that. There's always going to be people like that, but as we get better at being a creative and more confident in ourselves, um, we're going to be able to deal with that a lot easier. And um, one of the things, too, is just being able to recognize it, being able to recognize when somebody's, you know, being negative to you um, just to kind of stir things up. Um, and that's what the next little part of this chapter is about, is about crazy makers. Um, we all know people like this that are, you know, maybe really, really good friends. They're really very charismatic, um, but they kind of just like to start things, you know, they kind of like to start 
not not like arguments, but like it's more like drama, like just creating unnecessary drama. There's so much of that, especially on social media, uh, which is something I've talked about this in the past, but um, social media can really be, it can, I think it can be an amazing thing if it's used in the right way, um, but it can also just make you feel like shit all the time, especially if you're glued to it. It can just make you feel like you're not doing enough with your life or you're not good enough or you should be doing this or that, whatever. Keep that in mind. As we're going through this, um, you're going to be able to just, like I said, recognize these little things and you kind of see them for what they are as opposed to like seeing them as a threat. So talking about the crazy makers, there's people like that that we're going to have in our lives that really just are going to mess with us. But it's it's part of life. It's something we're going to learn to deal with and be able to, to work through. So the next little bit is about our inner skepticism. Um, and this is where we really doubt everything that's happening uh, with us as we're going through this sort of recovery stage. Um, a really, really good example of this is, um, is really doubting any sort of synchronicity that starts to happen um, in your life as you, as you go through this. And I, I, this isn't exclusive to going through this book. I think anytime you really get excited and decide to go 100% towards a goal, whatever it may be, um, I can think of a good example of once I really started taking music seriously and decided that was what I was going to do. Um, instead of being a negative person, because I've, I went through some hard times, like as I was really starting to get good enough at music, I think to kind of turn it into, you know, a career. Um, I was very, very bitter that I wasn't getting anywhere. And I think once you kind of drop all that BS and really get serious about the craft, get serious about you yourself and really focusing on that of focusing on making things better as opposed to focusing on all the negative things. Um, synchronicity starts to happen. There's all these coincidences and um, don't, don't discredit that stuff when it happens. Like take notice of it. Um, there's a really, really good book um, by Deepak. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like The Power of Coincidence or something like that. A uh, really, really good book. Um, but I was reminded that as I was going through this little little bit because um, coincidence, coincidences happen all the time. Um, we usually don't really pick up on them or really notice them or we kind of discredit them. And that's what this little part's about. So uh, here's a little, little, little piece here. Um, Okay, so I started writing the morning uh, pages, and I seem more awake and alert in my life. So what? It's just a coincidence. Okay, so I have started filling the well and taking my artist on a date, and I do notice I am cheering up a little. So what? It's just a coincidence. Okay, so now I am beginning to notice that the more I let myself explore the possibility of there being some power for good, the more I notice lucky coincidence turning up in my life. So what? I can't believe I am really being led that's just too weird. So I think this, this could be a barrier for a lot of us. I know it's been a barrier, um, in my past. And even to nowadays, I have some issues with this, just like when things really come together really easily and like, 
you know, life kind of throws you these opportunities. A lot of times we either push them away or we discredit them and think that, oh, no, that's, you know, that's not going to work or that could never happen. Um, and that, I think this is where the term uh, be careful what you wish for comes from, because, again, if you're mindful about what you want and achieving what you want and your goals, um, you can do it. You can do it. It's crazier things have happened, trust me. And that can be kind of scary because then it, sh- it just shows how how much control you have in your life to go after something. And what I found is when you truly 100% go after something, um, these kind of little things on the sidelines start to happen. And, you know, the universe kind of shifts in a way to allow you to, you know, to basically open up this lane for you to go through um, to achieve whatever it is you want to do. So um, that's another really good reason why the morning pages come in handy, uh, because it does allow you to really think on paper um, to get your thoughts out. And then also, as I mentioned in the previous chapter, uh, doing affirmations every every day. I think you're supposed to do them every day. That's one thing I didn't do this past week, but doing the affirmations so that you kind of fill yourself up with uh, positive energy, keeping yourself um, positive about life, positive about you and what you're doing. And that helps, trust me, because I know a lot of people, I've met a lot of people, I've been one of these people where you're just negative all the time, like you're just always focusing on the bad things and then somehow bad things continue to happen. Like you get stuck in this rut or get stuck in this hole and you're just digging yourself deeper in the hole uh, because you're focusing on all these negative things. But that, again, that works the same way with being positive, going after your goals, um, achieving the things you want to do, um, being mindful of your thoughts and making sure that you're staying positive and you're focusing on the good things. And I don't mean that you just don't care about the bad shit that's happening because there's plenty of times where we need to like recognize that there are bad things that, that are happening, but that's not all that's happening. And I think that's the important thing to kind of keep in mind. So with skepticism, um, yeah, just it's just all about doing the morning pages, um, being mindful of of what you're what you're thinking about, and then also being mindful of how that changes kind of while you're doing your morning pages after, you know, a couple of weeks. And that's why um, at the beginning of this chapter, you know, it was said that we're not going to look back at our morning pages till like, f- you know, five weeks down, down the line. And that's so that we could actually see the transformation, um, no matter how big or small it is, just see that transformation, see what's happened, see how our thoughts have changed. And it's great. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. So, uh, the next little bit in this chapter is all about attention, and um, it's really just about giving your attention to the things that you really enjoy, the things that you want to do, um, as opposed to putting your attention on the things you're not doing. And this is another place where I think social media kind of comes into play, uh, because with social media, you're able to kind of live vicariously through other people, and that's great and all, I think, in certain situations, but it can also have this sort of negative effect where it's just like, oh, this person's doing that, but I'm not doing that, so I'm a piece of shit. You know what I mean? I think that that happens a lot to all of us. I know it happens with me from time to time, 
Um, so focusing our attention just on, you know, the big wins, the small wins, uh, just what we're doing to get better. Um, yeah, so let me read a little bit um, out of here. Oh, she talks about uh, her grandmother sending her letters um, like once a week or every month or something and um, how through those letters she just saw that her grandmother was very focused on um, just kind of the little things in life like the birds coming in um, you know they got a new dog and she lays in the cactus uh, shrubs um, just all these little things like really kind of focusing on these little beautiful moments that happen um, every day that we, you know, if we're not paying attention, we don't focus on that stuff. We're usually in our head the entire time, either thinking about what we should have done, what we can't do, what we could have done, um, all that. So really focusing your attention on just the good things in your life, the good things that you have, um, definitely, you know, what you're striving for, that's always good to keep in mind. Um, but kind of taking your attention away from the negative things that we allow to kind of infiltrate our mind, our work, um, our body, every, you know, everything. So, okay, so we're basically at the end of this chapter. Um, there are some rules of the road here at the end. Um, and this is just kind of like, uh, guidelines, I guess, for, for this book. Uh, let me read this off. There's 10 of them. So in order to be an artist, I must show up at the page, use the page to rest, to dream, to, to try. Number two, fill the well and, uh, by caring for my artist. Number three, uh, set small and gentle goals and meet them. Number four, pray for guidance, courage, and humility. Number five, uh, remember that it is far harder and more painful to be a blocked artist than it is to do the work. Uh, number six, be alert always um, for the presence of the great creator leading and helping my artist. Number seven, choose companions who encourage me to do the work, not just talk about doing the work or why I am not doing the work. Number eight, remember the great creator loves creativity. Number nine, remember that it is my job to do the work, not judge the work. Ooh, that's a really good one. Uh, number 10, place this sign in my workplace. Uh, great creator, I will take care of the quantity. You take, you take care of the quality. Um, so number nine, I really like that. Uh, remember that it is my job to do the work, not to judge the work. Um, I think at least in my experience, um, especially with do, with doing music um, and doing anything that you kind of did yourself, it's really easy to judge yourself harshly. Um, I do that a lot. You wouldn't believe how many unfinished songs I have on my hard drive that I'm just like, this is shit. Like, this sounds like crap. And maybe, I'm sure, you know, 90% of them actually do sound like crap. But, um, you know, sometimes... You have a really something you did that you absolutely love, and you show to someone else, and you're like, eh, I don't really like that. And then you have something that you hate, and you show to somebody else, and they love it. So you know everybody has their own opinions, but like, keep that in mind. Like, you know, do as you're doing the work, whatever it is. Um, you know, don't judge yourself too, too hard. Um, I think with the, in our society, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of judging. There's a lot of. Uh, you know, you you need to look this way. You need to wear makeup. You know, especially for women, I can't imagine it's got to be so much harder. 
um, in this society to be a woman than it is to be a man um, when it comes to appearance and the way you're supposed to act and all that. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. Okay, so, oh man, we have a lot of tasks here. So we have 10 tasks. Again, this is why I think you guys should pick up the book. Um, there's a link down at the bottom of the description of this on SoundCloud. Um, but that's because I'm, I'm going to read all these out, but this is, uh, this is pretty long. So here's the task for this week. Um, affirmative reading. Uh, every day, morning, and night, get quiet, focused, and read the basic principles to yourself. Um, and again, this is on page 17. Um, let me go back here and go through this real quick. So basic principles. Uh, creativity is the natural order of life. Life is energy, pure creative energy. Number two, there is an underlying indwelling creative force infusing all of life, including ourselves. Number three, when we open ourselves to our creativity, we open ourselves to the creator's creativity within us and our lives. Number four, we we are ourselves creations and we in turn are met to continue creativity by being creative ourselves. Um, number five, creativity is God's gift to us using our creativity as our gift back to God. Number six, the refusal to be creative is self-will and is counter to our true nature. Number seven, when we open ourselves to exploring our creativity, we open ourselves to God. And actually, I really like this little acronym here. For God, she's talking uh, about good, orderly direction. So, Again, like in the previous episode, I said she does mention uh, the word God, but basically that's like thinking of God in terms of like the entire universe, everything that ever has been, ever will be, um, not some like great, I don't know. I don't know. She she talks about it in a couple of different ways, but just don't let the whole God thing kind of throw you off. Um, number eight, as we open our creativity uh, channel to our creator, many gentle but powerful changes are to be expected. Number nine, it is safe to open ourselves up to greater and greater creativity. Number 10, our creative dreams and yearnings come from a divine source. As we move towards our dreams, we move towards our divinity. Okay, so that was task number one. Number one, uh, just to read through that uh, morning, day, and night. Um, so I guess three times a day. Number two, uh, where did your time go? List your five major activities this week. How much time did you give to each one? And which were what you wanted to do and which uh, were shoulds? How much of your time is spent helping others and ignoring your own desires? Uh, have any of your blocked friends triggered doubts in you? Number three, list 20 things you enjoy doing. Uh, rock climbing, roller skating, baking pies, making soup, yada, yada, yada. Um... When was the last time you let yourself do these things uh, next to each entry? Place a date. Don't be surprised if it's been years for some of your favorites. That will change. This is a, um, an excellent resource for artist dates. Number four, from the list above, write down two favorite things that you've avoided that could be this week's goals. So these goals can be small. Buy one roll of film and shoot it. Remember, we are trying to win you some autonomy. Uh, with your time, look for windows of time just for you, and use them in a small creative. Uh, use them in small creative acts. Uh, get to the record store at lunch hour, even if only for 15 minutes. Stop looking for big blocks 
of time when you will be free. Uh, find small bits of time instead. Number five, dip back into week one and read the affirmations. Note which ones cause the most reaction. Often the one that sounds the most ridiculous is the most significant. Write three chosen affirmations five times uh, each day in your morning pages. Be sure to include the affirmations you made yourself from your blurts. Uh, number six, return to the list of imaginary lives from last week. Add five more lives again. Check to see if you could be doing bits and pieces of these lives in, your, in the one you are living now. If you have listed a dancer's life, do you let yourself go dancing? If you have listed a monk's life, are you allowed to go on a retreat? If you are a scuba diver and there's an aqua- is there an aquarium shop, aquarium shop you can visit, uh, a day at the lake you can schedule. Number seven, life pie. Draw a circle, divide into divide it into six pieces of pie. Label one piece spirit, spirituality, another exercise, another play, and so on with work, friends, romance, adventure. Uh, place a dot in each slice at the degree to which you are fulfilled in that area. Uh, outer rim indicates great, inner circle not so great. Working with this tool, you will notice that there are some areas of your life that are lacking um, and on which you spend little or no time on. Uh, Use the time tidbits you are finding to alter this. If your spiritual life is minimal, even a five-minute pit stop into a synagogue or cathedral can restore a sense of wonder. Many of us find that five minutes of drum music can put us in touch with our spiritual core. Uh, For others, it's a trip to a greenhouse. Uh, The point is that even the slightest attention to our uh, lacking areas can nurture them. Number eight, 10 tiny changes. List 10 changes you'd like to make for yourself from the significant to the small or vice versa. Get new sheets so I have another set. Go to China, paint my kitchen, dump my bitchy friend Alice. Uh, Do it this way. I would like to blank. I would like to blank. As the morning pages nudge us increasingly into the present where we pay attention to our current lives, a small shift Uh, like a newly painted bathroom, can yield a luxurious sense of self-care. Number nine, select one small item and make it a goal for this week. Number 10, now do that item. All right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, Remember, do your morning pages. Um, If you don't have this book yet, again, I encourage you to get it. It'll make everything so much easier so you won't have to listen to my poor reading of all this um, over and over um, and again we'll ch- check in next week we've got another uh, three little three little things on the checklist to go over when we come back next week um, then we'll get into the next chapter uh, thanks so much for listening guys share this with any people you think that would enjoy it um, and I'll see you next week bye